Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 51. Eternal mind the potter is, and thought the eternal clay. The hand that fashions is divine. His works pass not away. Man is the noblest work of God, his beauty, power, and grace immortal, perfect as his mind reflected face to face. Hymn number 51. Scriptural will be given by Nancy from New Jersey. Acts. 
God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worshipped with men's hands, as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things, that they should seek the Lord, if haply they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. First John. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, Father which art in heaven. Our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable One, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us 
not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 144. In atmosphere of love divine, we live and move and breathe. Though mortal eyes may see it not, tis sense that would deceive. Hymn number 144. Welcome to the Sunday morning service at the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion. And we had another really good one this morning. So if you missed it, please catch it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. You can also find it on our YouTube channel later today. We have a Sunday school that meets at 11 a.m. for children, and that Sunday school has its own teleconference phone number. So if you don't live in the area and have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll give you the number and would love to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15 
where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives literally saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery available for infants and toddlers, so you can bring everybody. We had another excellent Bible study session yesterday, and those of you who attended (laughs) remember it well. So our next Bible study will not be this coming Saturday, but will be two weeks. That'll be Saturday, April 3rd, day before Easter. So uh, check the website for Bible study questions, and please join us in two weeks. It'll be Saturday, April 3rd at 10 a.m. And uh, speaking of our website, there's a really excellent article that I'd like to point out that's featured on the cover page of our website entitled The Great Gift of God by Edward A. Kimball. Just a wonderful, encouraging, inspiring article by one of the great early workers, Edward Kimball. Everyone is welcome here, and that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. Now we will have the reading of a testimony from Miscellaneous Writings, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Wendy from Georgia. Page 444. Four years ago, I was healed by reading Science and Health with Key to the Scripture. The third day, one of my worst claims gave way. The book was full of light, and disease vanished as naturally as darkness gives place to light although it was about six months before I was entirely healed. Seeing this truth and its purity showed me where to take my stand, and in defending it, I have the prince of this world to meet. Mortal mind has even called me crazy, but what a blessing to know the nothingness of that mind, and that divine principle governs all its ideas and will place each where it belongs If our master was persecuted, can his servants hope to escape? I know in some degree what Paul meant when he said he rejoiced in tribulation. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Many claims that have baffled the skill of the physicians have disappeared through my understanding of the truth. What a blessing that we can break the bread of life to others and so add to our crown of rejoicing. F.E.R. Kansas City, Missouri. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 24 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, matter. The golden text is from Psalms, and acts. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance, 
and my God. For in him we live and move and have our being. The responsive reading is from Romans. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God, sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Elizabeth from Georgia will now read. The Bible. Psalms. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Job, in whose hand is the soul of every living thing and the breath of all mankind. In God I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Wilt not thou deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living? Ecclesiastes. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it, that men should fear before him. That which hath been is now, and that which is to be hath already been. And God requireth that which is past. Luke 
And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he arose out of the synagogue and entered into Simon's house. And Simon's wife's mother was taken with a great fever, and they besought him for her. And he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she arose and ministered unto them. Now when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick with diverse diseases brought them unto him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And it came to pass, when he was in a certain city, behold, a man full of leprosy, who seeing Jesus fell on his face and besought him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And he put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will, be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him. And behold, men brought in a bed a man which was taken with a palsy, and they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop and let him down through the tiling with his couch into the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said unto him, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this which speaketh blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answering said unto them, What reason ye in your hearts? Whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Rise up and walk but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power upon earth to forgive sins. He said unto the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy couch, and go into thine house. And immediately he rose up before them, and took up that whereon he lay and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet, and besought him that he would come into his house. For he had one only daughter, about twelve years of age, and she lay a-dying. And when he came into the house, he suffered no man to go in, save Peter and James and John 
and the father and the mother of the maiden. And all wept and bewailed her. But he said, Weep not. She is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. And he put them all out and took her by the hand and called, saying, Maid, arise. And her spirit came again, and she arose straightway, and he commanded to give her meat. And her parents were astonished, but he charged them that they should tell no man what was done. 1 Corinthians Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. David from Florida will now read. I will read from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Question What is the scientific statement of being? Answer, there is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material, he is spiritual. Matter has no life to lose, and spirit never dies. A partnership of mind with matter would ignore omnipresent and omnipotent mind. This shows that matter did not originate in God's spirit and is not eternal. Therefore, matter is neither substantial 
living nor intelligent. The starting point of divine science is that God's spirit is all in all and that there is no other might nor mind, that God is love, and therefore he is divine principle. Matter cannot be sick, and mind is immortal. The mortal body is only an erroneous mortal belief of mind in matter. What you call matter was originally error and solution, elementary mortal mind, likened by Milton to chaos and old night. One theory about this mortal mind is that its sensations can reproduce man, can form blood, flesh, and bones. The science of being in which all is divine mind or God and his idea would be clearer in this age but for the belief that matter is the medium of man or that man can enter his own embodied thought bind himself with his own beliefs, and then call his bonds material and name them divine law. When man demonstrates Christian science absolutely, he will be perfect. He can neither sin, suffer, be subject to matter, nor disobey the law of God. Therefore, he will be as the angels in heaven. Instead of blind and calm submission to the incipient or advanced stages of disease, rise in rebellion against them. Banish the belief that you can possibly entertain a single intruding pain which cannot be ruled out by the might of mind. And in this way, you can prevent the development of pain in the body. No law of God hinders this result. It is error to suffer for aught but your own sins. Christ or truth will destroy all other supposed suffering, and real suffering for your own sins will cease in proportion as the sin ceases. Justice is the moral signification of law. Injustice declares the absence of law. When the body is supposed to say, I am sick, never plead guilty. Since matter cannot talk, it must be mortal mind which speaks. Therefore, meet the intimation with a protest. If you say, I am sick, you plead guilty. Then your adversary will deliver you to the judge, mortal mind, and the judge will sentence you. Disease has no intelligence to declare itself something and announce its name. Mortal mind alone sentences itself. Therefore, make your own terms with sickness and be just to yourself and to others. Be firm in your understanding that the divine mind governs and that in science man reflects God's government. Have no fear that matter can ache, swell, and be inflamed as the result of a law of any kind when it is self-evident that matter can have no pain nor inflammation. Your body would suffer no more from tension or wounds than the trunk of a tree which you gash or the electric wire which you stretch were it not for mortal mind. When Jesus declares that the light of the body is the eye, he certainly means that light depends upon mind, 
not upon the complex humors, lenses, muscles, the iris, and pupil constituting the visual organism. Man is never sick, for mind is not sick, and matter cannot be. A false belief is both the tempter and the tempted, the sin and the sinner, the disease and its cause. It is well to be calm in sickness. To be hopeful is still better, but to understand that sickness is not real and that truth can destroy its seeming reality is best of all, for this understanding is the universal and perfect remedy. That life is not contingent on bodily conditions is proved when we learn that life and man survive this body. Neither evil, disease, nor death can be spiritual, and the material belief in them disappears in the ratio of one's spiritual growth. Because matter has no consciousness or ego, it cannot act. Its conditions are illusions, and these false conditions are the source of all seeming sickness. Admit the existence of matter, and you admit that mortality, and therefore disease, has a foundation, in fact. Deny the existence of matter, and you can destroy the belief in material conditions. In proportion, as matter loses to human sense all entity as man, in that proportion does man become its master. He enters into a diviner sense of the facts and comprehends the theology of Jesus as demonstrated in healing the sick, raising the dead, and walking over the wave. All these deeds manifested Jesus' control over the belief that matter is substance, that it can be the arbiter of life or the constructor of any form of existence. The blood, heart, lungs, brain, etc. have nothing to do with life, God. Every function of the real man is governed by the divine mind. Thus, matter will finally be proved nothing more than a mortal belief, wholly inadequate to affect a man through its supposed organic action or supposed existence. Let us accept science, relinquish all theories based on sense testimony, give up imperfect models and elusive ideals, and so let us have one God, one mind, and that one perfect, producing its own models of excellence. Let the male and female of God's creating appear. Let us feel the divine energy of spirit, bringing us into newness of life, and recognizing no mortal nor material power as able to destroy. Let us rejoice that we are subject to the divine powers that be. Such is the true science of being. Any other theory of life or God is delusive and mythological. We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world.
Let's now sing hymn number 254. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. O'er waiting harp strings of the mind, there sweeps a strain, low, sad, and sweet, whose measures bind the power of pain, and wake a white-winged angel throng of thoughts, illumined by faith, and breathed in raptured song, with love perfumed. Hymn number 254.
your heart be troubled His tender word I hear And rising on His goodness I lose my doubts and fear Though by the path He leadeth But one step I may see His eyes on the Let's now sing hymn number 181. Loving Father, we thy children look to thee in fear's dark night, while the angels of thy presence guide us upward to the light. Hymn number 181.
I will read from the Christian Science textbook, the Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore man is not material, he is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect, be of good comfort, be of one mind. Live in peace, and the God of love and peace shall be with you. Amen.